0: Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. This episode, we're discussing smart investing and its good timing, as the last several weeks have seen huge volatility in the equity markets. Most investors are really looking for financial independence and a better financial future for themselves and their families. My guest is Malind Mahir, founder and CEO of Yield Street which is an alternative investment platform. And he's gonna talk about new options for people looking to create wealth through investing. Malin's mission is to ensure that retail investors have the opportunity to create wealth using strategies and tools that were previously only available to wealthy investors and institutions. Melind is an entrepreneur with a track record of building large businesses from the ground up and developing disruptive products. Previously, he co-founded and scaled Yodel, which is an ad tech platform for small to medium businesses, to 200 million plus in revenue and 1,400 employees. Yodel was ranked four times in the Inc. 500 list and was acquired by Web.com for 342 million dollars in 2016. Melinda has been named an Innovation Fellow at Columbia University's Lang Center and is an international keynote speaker having spoken at Forbes, Bloomberg, Cheddar, Lendit, Citibank, Goldman, Columbia, and Harvard, among others. Yieldstreet offers users access to some of the most important wealth creating markets right from the palm of their hand. Yieldstreet's funds range across asset classes that include real estate, legal finance, marine finance, commercial and consumer finance, Venture capital and art finance. So, with that, I want to welcome Mulin. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Josh. So, I love talking to entrepreneurs. I mean, clearly, you're very successful having built that company and building Yield Street. I would really love for you just to share a bit more on your background and, and what led you into this financial world.
1: Josh, absolutely. So I am actually not from financial services, as you just informed your audience. I come from a ad tech and a tech background. And I think the idea for Real Street was uh, first conceived after the global financial crisis. Mm. Uh, we all know where we were. And uh, for me, I was building a successful company, Yodel, uh, at that time. And uh, 2008, 2009 happened, and uh, my portfolio was down 50%. So I call my financial advisor at the time and I say, hey, what's happening? Like, How come my portfolio is down so much? He said, the whole world is collapsing. What can I do? And for me, it was, Josh, as you can imagine, a shock because I had come to this country as an immigrant student and built my life professionally. Me and my wife were very prudent and had uh, invested in 401k, 529, stock markets, bonds, all of that. And Mm -hmm. I thought that I had done everything right as a consumer, but here I am left holding the bag. And so then I asked him the next question, which is, hey, you know, the market is down, which is very funny. We're talking about it uh, right now because the circumstances are quite similar. And I said, hey, can I invest in private equity and like income generating products like that can give me passive income? Can I invest in Apollo or a Blackstone? He -hmm. starts laughing. I said, "Okay, what's so funny? He said, I know I'm your wealth manager but you don't have enough wealth to invest in those products. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I have a company at that time. Yodel was probably four 500 employees. It was a pretty successful career before that. And I said, how is it that I cannot invest? And actually the story was pretty clear because at that time, minimum investments were a million dollars. And how many of us can actually make those type of investments and mm-hmm. lock your capital up for 10 years? So Josh, that really was a catalyst for me to say, hey, how can we unlock these private markets to more, you know, individuals? And since that time, I started doing some stuff through my personal account, you know, investing in real estate. And you know, in New York, you get to see so many investment opportunities outside the stock market. But my company was still doing well and successful. So when I actually decided to leave my company, this whole angle of like, okay, how do you create financial parity? kept coming back to me.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you kind
1: of really generate wealth? outside the stock market, and invest like the top 1%, invest like the the billionaires. And in the meantime, Josh, what had happened is regulation had changed. So they had brought down the definition of who could invest in private markets. And so more and more consumers were available and eligible to invest, but they didn't have ways to invest it. And so that's really where the concept of Yield Street was born, where we said, hey, access to and distribution of alts is fundamentally broken, How can we open that using data and technology and build a direct-to-consumer platform and investment platform that's 100% digital, that makes the process very simple and easy for people to use, understand, engage? And, you know, that's where we launched Street. And here we are seven years later. We have, you know, almost half a million users on the platform that have invested collectively over $3.5 billion through the platform across almost 350 investments. And so we are super excited about, you know, what we've been able to do. I think one number, uh, you know, Josh to keep in mind that is very exciting is that we have returned over $1.6 billion back already wow. to investors uh, in principle and interest. And uh, so I think, uh, you know, that's really where, you know, you can see the power of private markets really uh, beginning to show promise. And uh, so that's really a little bit of a genesis behind uh, how Yale Street was actually formed.
0: You know, I love when people tell stories about how they started businesses and start them either as a passion or because they see something that's lacking. So this is, you know, a great example of it. And you really talked about how Street offers an opportunity beyond the traditional portfolio allocation with the viewpoint to incorporate alternative assets. Right. Street talks about the death of 60-40 thinking and the future of retail investing. So tell me more about the need to diversify with alternatives, you know, what those alternatives look like and the benefits of them. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So let's think about what's happening in the last two months in the market or in the last six months. There are a variety of macro trends that have really hammered the stock market, whether Mm -hmm. it is rising interest rates, inflation. Obviously, we're speaking today, yesterday, the inflation numbers came out, 8.8, 9% inflation. So literally, if you have money in the bank, you're losing 9% a year, which is crazy. never happened in 45 years. There's a war in Ukraine, interest rate hikes. And so there are all these factors that have really had a huge impact on the stock market. All of our portfolios are, again down probably 30, 40% from a year, year and a half ago, yeah. okay? Some st- NASDAQ is down 75%. Some stocks in NASDAQ are down up to 75%, Again, like big companies, right? So in this type of a situation, when I open my Street account and portfolio, I'm smiling. Why? Because, you know, that is kind of a hedge against stock market to a certain extent because these are all almost fixed income type, either debt investments or, or equity investments. And so, Yield Street really offers that uh, next uh, level diversification to your portfolio, where we feel that the portfolio, if you want to modernize it, should contain stocks, bonds, but also private markets and alternative investments. And so, I think if you think about Yield Street, we offer investments across private equity, private credit, real estate, and real assets like art. We offer uh, venture capital. So, it's a diversified pool of strategies. And within those strategies, so for example, in real estate, we could offer three, four, five different varieties of real estate, commercial real estate, distribution centers, single family rentals. And because we are a platform and not an asset manager or a fund, depending upon the macro trends, we can dial up and dial down and make the investments available that are apt for that time. So, for example, currently, real estate debt is coming back and you're now getting double digit returns on bridge financing or real estate debt of uh, you, know, diff- you know various types. And so now we could like really start offering that to our investor base. And, you know, there could be some assets, like for example, crypto, though you may be a long-term believer, there might be some dislocation now. So you can either offer some distress or, you know, don't need to offer crypto for a few months. It's totally fine till, till the market stabilizes. And so what a platform like Yieldstreet will help you do is really offer some low correlated product to the stock market and really balance out your portfolio. So when your stocks are falling, you still have some income coming from your alternatives or private market portfolio, which obviously, again, kind of, you know, creates that financial parity, financial equality, and hopefully at some stage, financial independence.
0: You know, when I first heard of Yield Street and I started thinking about it, when you hear about alternative assets, you think about things that are far out or very different. But when I did my research on Yilchi, it really seemed that you just offer an opportunity to invest in privately held companies. And many of them are very successful through the pandemic and recession. So it's it's not really from a perspective of foreign uh, investment. It really is something that you're investing in companies that are solid and have a foundation that people can be able to review. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. So you know you think of yield street and
1: as i mentioned earlier we have variety of different types of investments so let's take a few examples to bring yeah. it home for your audience so again this investment is not currently on the platform but we just closed last week we closed a 70 million dollar three building portfolio in chelsea mm. with one of our big real estate partners And now, obviously, there is a senior lender, which is a bank, and we are uh, equity in that uh, along with the sponsors that are experienced real estate managers. So now, you know, when that investment launches on our platform in the next week or two, investors will be able to invest in three buildings in Chelsea for as low as $10,000, $20,000, which has never happened before, right? And so you're fractionalizing these investments through technology and making it available to more and more people. So that is one type of investments where you have access to like, you know, residential. Similarly, we could do office parks, distribution centers. We have an investment in Nashville, which is a, obviously a very, very hot, hot market. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a resort uh, financing investment in Scottsdale. That's actually going through some uh, renovation. And uh, so again, like are this various types of real estate oriented investments. Then you could invest in art. The whole thesis there is, you buy a piece of art from an artist who's a, you know, a top 5% artist that has a liquid market, right? Obviously, you buy art from, from Soho, you're not going to be able to sell it. But if you buy Andy Warhol, that has liquidity. That's equivalent to buying an apartment in Manhattan. So if you buy top 5% artist, your expectation is that over a period of time that art will go up and you will make appreciation out of that. So like that's the type of offering where obviously none of us can go and afford to buy Andy Warhol or a Gerard Richter or any of these top artists, but you could put five, 10, $20,000 and own a fraction of that art. And so that becomes super interesting. Okay. So there are this variety of different offerings that we offer on the platform that complement. So you essentially can either create a passive income where you get monthly income stream mm-hmm. or you invest in equity that once you sell that investment in one, two, five years, You'll get a big equity return. And so there are different types of investments that you can access and tap into that can like again like complement your portfolio.
0: Yeah, thank you. I think that's a great example for people on why you created the Yield platform, really with the goal of enabling people to access these investment opportunities that were really blocked off because they have high minimums. But hopefully this will ultimately work to shrink the wealth gap. How do you see Yield Street providing that retail investor? with other access and really tools as well that work in their favor?
1: Yeah. So Josh, obviously many of your audience must be listening to this and saying, wow, some of these things uh, seem quite complicated. But the big thing about Yale Street is that we were founded on a mission where we said education is going to be the most important aspect of how we reach consumers. Mm. And an informed investor is always better than an uninformed investor. Sure. So if you As a part of this podcast, we do, you know, Yieldstreet does actually their own podcast. We have webinars. Our website is extremely simple and clear to understand. And the idea is to engage the consumer and reach them where they are and give them, you know, if somebody who wants a detailed write-up can look up 10 pages, or if somebody wants a summary, they can look at an investment on a platform. And really understand what's that about. And you know, um, Josh, one of the things that we always tell, uh, you know, our marketing team is that, and our investors is that, listen, when you read our overview page, if you cannot explain the deal to your mom, you should not invest. Mm. Because, you know, no investment should be so complicated. Of course, there are legal details and regulatory details, and that all should obviously be very well understood. But the thesis of an investment Should be very simple. As I told you about the art piece, you buy it at a million dollars. Hopefully in five years, it will go up 10%, 20%. And that's the return you're going to get. It's a very simple concept. Okay. Uh, The same with real estate. You're investing in buildings in Chelsea. Hopefully they're already very highly occupied. You're going to renovate the buildings. Hopefully the market goes up in, in the next few years. You sell it and make a profit. And so education is extremely important. Content is extremely important. Why is that also very important today? Because the consumer has completely changed, Josh, in the last 10 years, right? We all have mobile phones. The way we consume content is very different. And it's no longer uh, uh, acceptable that we sit with some money manager, go to play golf or have breakfast with them. They tell you financial (laughs) mumbo jumbo. And we just agree. I think all of us have changed quite a bit. And we are interested in taking control of our financial life but we also want it to be simple. It doesn't need to be overwhelming where we get scared, right? And, you know, I always talk about this, you know, in the just in the last three months, Josh, think about how many times you've gone for dinner and how many times you've said, hey, this is the hottest restaurant or this is a vacation spot or this is a new car I'm going to buy or this is where I want to go golfing versus saying, hey, what is the next investment we are making? So mm-hmm. we as consumers are obviously afraid of financial services. While we want to talk about spending money very few of us tap into our network to actually say, hey, how do we make money? And so I think that's one of the molds that Street wants to break, where we are saying education is so important, you should not be scared about investing. Let us give you tools, let us give you technology, let us give you content where you are, so you are comfortable making that investment. You are comfortable talking to your significant other. You are comfortable talking to your friends and saying, "Hey, this is the investment I discovered on Yield Street. It looks very easy to understand. It seems like a very logical investment, and it will complement my portfolio." And you know, we should all have that as a part of our, you know, just our overall thinking and life skill in terms of how we should think about our financial life.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have made it very simple and intuitive. I would encourage uh, my listeners to download the Yield Street app, and you'll see really for yourself how easy it is to use and how easy it is to really get more information and and make informed decisions. So we talked about accessing all these different types of investments, whether they're funds, real estate, art, private equity, venture capital, supply chain, structured notes, you know, goes on. But if people want to start off and they want to make an initial investment, they haven't amassed wealth before, you know, what, what would you say to that investor?
1: what I would say to them is it's very important to diversify. And so it is also very important to ensure that you understand uh, uh, one of those investments on the platform and, you know, are very informed about the investment, as I said, but I think it's important to diversify. So, uh, you know, we have several investments on our platform that offer that diversification. So if you invest in one fund, as an example, you can get access to multiple investments that are a part of that fund. So, you know, Some new investors should consider that. The other uh, advice I give is uh, try to look for some short-term investments that are like three months, six months, nine months, so -hmm. that you can get familiar with the platform, you can get experience, you can see how the investment process works. And then once you're familiar, then slowly build the portfolio. But take your time. You don't want to rush into it because we will be here six months from now, one year from now, three years from now. So, you know, you can take time to get familiar with the platform and then invest slowly. Lastly, what I would say is that we have some amazing asset managers on our platform that are experienced, have a name for themselves and they're big private equity funds that have been around for 5, 10, 20, 30 years. Mm. And so that's another way for you to become familiar with the platform and you could, you know, invest with either an asset manager or a hedge fund or a PE firm or a venture capital firm. That has been around for a number of uh, years or a number of decades, and uh, put money in those type of investments uh, so that you know you have that added level of validation that uh, some of these big asset managers are are obviously available on the platform.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean again, you talk about people that don't have the money to be able to talk to an asset manager, get advice from people that manage you know a lot of money and there it is. Let's talk a little bit about how you feel yield Street and for that matter, other fintech Companies in the industry as a whole can more broadly help those who need access to financial instruments. Obviously, giving them an opportunity to reach financial independence.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Josh. So I speak about this quite a bit. I think we are entering a golden age of fintech this next decade. Uh, what do I mean by that? I think uh, financial services, you know, in the last twenty years, went from analog to digital. So banks went from like, okay, fill my passport. So now I know I have an electronic passbook that this like, is there online for me. And then digital payments obviously took off. And then, you know, obviously cryptocurrency and blockchain took off in the last few years. But broadly speaking, wealth management, other financial tools like, you know, mortgage, it's still you have to fill out, I don't know, 50 different forms to get a mortgage. Uh, why do I need to get title insurance on a house that, you know, government has records of for last 100 years as to who has owned that? Why do I have to need to pay extra for that? Can technology change that? Wealth management, why is it so opaque? Why is the information all about CYA? And, uh, you know, having this you know, hundreds and hundreds of papers, like why can't it be transparent, simple, easy to understand? So, you know, I feel that fintechs, including Yield trade are, you know, kind of really shifting the paradigm and putting the power in the hands of the consumers by educating them, by making information available, transparent, easy. And in the next decade, We're just at the beginning of this alternatives and private market revolution. In another five years, I can assure you that most consumers will have 20 to 25% in alternatives. It's not going to be 60-40 anymore. It's going to change. That ratio is going to change. It probably becomes 40-30-30 or 35-35-25. And uh, that ratio will change. And I think uh, that's really going to be the catalyst for how investors think about financial inclusion, financial independence. And along with that, there are other things like, you know, making the mortgage process simpler, making the credit card issuance process simpler, the title insurance that I spoke to you about simpler. And so that's, you know, financial life is such an integral part of every person. And I think in the next five to 10 years, you're going to see big, you know, movements happening there, getting more and poor, like, you know, think about all the new banks that have millions of consumers. They're charging less fees. Think about apps like Robinhood that have made, Literally, you know, 10, 12, 15 million new consumers that had never invested in the stock market. How do you open that up? Think about apps like Stash, where you can, you know, save a little bit of money and add towards a retirement. And so there are so many different flavors of fintechs and new technology companies that are really looking at financial services industries and really kind of thinking through how that will evolve over the next decade. So I am very excited for that golden age to some of it has already started, but for that golden age to really mushroom and evolve.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, listen, I think the the pandemic actually propelled it because it opened people's minds to other things, but it also forced people to work digitally. And they realize that they can do things that they may not have felt comfortable doing, which is banking or investment investing online, because they couldn't see their broker or they couldn't, you know, get access to the bank that they usually went to. So, you know, from my perspective, you know, I think it's really moved it forward uh, quickly. Your platform and others we talked about how it allows for um, financial inclusion by giving people the opportunity to invest in things they simply just couldn't invest in before. But I also see in terms of financial literacy. Because I think first, it's intuitive, it's easy to use. But in terms of really informing, you, you talked a little bit about what you offer in terms of podcasts and, and webinars, but maybe you could talk a little bit more in terms of financial literacy and really what you're doing to educate your users.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Josh, I, we have comprehensive tools uh, on our website for you to really engage with us and uh, understand broadly kind of financial market and investing landscape, not just alternatives and private markets, but broadly what happens in, you know when inflation happens or you know how do you think about your position on the cap table right and, and on in the capital stack? Are you a senior secured financier or are you in, uh, holding a equity position? Are you holding a mess position? What does all of those you know terms mean? So we have stuff from very detailed thought out research articles all the way to small snippets of FAQs. We do webinars for all of our investments. We do podcast. We have a podcast called The Yield that focuses on investments and investment related activities. We also have a podcast called The Disruptors Podcast, where we it's much similar to to Josh what you are doing. Well, we you know obviously interview various disruptors and and business leaders. So what Yield Street has done is created ways for people to engage on the platform and it really depends on the consumer how much they want to engage themselves but the idea really is that we want to connect where the consumer is so if you're on your mobile app and you're looking at an investment everything that you need to know about that investment and that industry or an asset class is right there it's mm-hmm. in the app it's uh, embedded uh, you know it's a seamless experience for you or if you're on a website again you could browse any of our articles or engage with us you know if you're uh, you know potentially running or, or in a car. By, by listening to our podcast. And so what we have done is made the content available uh, where you are as a consumer. And ultimately, our goal is that when the consumer wants to engage with us, we are always, always there for them. And the idea really for us is to remove the myth and the confusion and the fear about financial and the investing ecosystem and try to make the consumer, uh, you know, kind of really smart about uh, why they should care about this. And and, uh, as I said, like we spend too much time thinking about how to spend our money versus earning the money or like really putting the money that we already have to work. And I think that's the the mind shift that we are trying to, to change for most consumers.
0: Well, listen. It sure sounds like it beats trying to read through a 600-page annual report from a company. You're right. You know, Melinda, I, I really want to thank you for being with us. You know, one last question for you. You you built a huge company. You sold it for over 340 million dollars. I mean, a huge success. You built up Yield Street. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I love talking to entrepreneurs. Is there any advice that you can give to other business owners or entrepreneurs, just in terms of how you look at businesses and you know, just your key to success. Is there one thing maybe you could just share with our audience in terms of your professional thoughts?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think entrepreneurs like us, we are passionate and we believe in certain causes, right? And I think we are passionate enough to then take that to the next level. So for me, you know, one of the things, and you will see this on my LinkedIn profile also, vision without execution is hallucination.
0: Mm, I like that.
1: So what do I mean by that? I think all of us are passionate and we have vision, but I think for entrepreneurs, the main thing is that how do you kind of take that vision and execute? And when I say execute, you need to find product market fit, revenue, and kind of your customer base very quickly. So my advice always to up and coming entrepreneurs is that get your product to market quickly, test it out, get some product confirmation. Keep an eye on revenue. And some of these things are, you know, in Silicon Valley and in tech circles, like, okay, we'll worry about revenue later. Mm -hmm. I am not that type of, and maybe because I'm a New York entrepreneur, like I'm not that type of an entrepreneur, but I am very much pragmatic where I have, you know, great vision. But I also always encourage any of my friends or, you know, the startups that I'm investing in, or I'm an advisor to, to, to keep a focus on product market fit, keep the focus on revenue, keep the focus on the problem that you're trying to solve. And if you do that, then you get really good confirmation from the market. Because what happens is that, obviously, as entrepreneurs, when we have an idea, it's our baby. And we don't abandon the baby. So I have seen many times entrepreneurs stay with the idea for a long, long time when they know that the idea is not working. That's why Mm -hmm. I always encourage, like, hey, get product market fit. Think about revenue. Think about customer acceptance. Because if you're not getting that, then you need to move on. And you are an entrepreneur. You'll come up with an amazing idea again. And then you have to execute. So that connection between vision and execution, in my mind, Josh, is a very important trait to have for any entrepreneur.
0: Solid advice. I thank you so much, Melinda. It's really been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit better and, and really the success of Yield Street. And, and I encourage everyone to check out Yieldstreet.com and download uh, their app. Thank you, Josh, for having me. My pleasure. This is the Schneps Connects podcast. To listen to our podcast, visit podcast.schnepsmedia.com or stream us on all major podcast networks.